Welcome to the D2C podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. Welcome back to episode 10 of the D2C e-commerce podcast, brought to you by M3 Digital. As always, joined by Jack. How's things, mate? Good, mate. Good. Double figures. Hey. Double figures. First one of the new year as well. True. Just realised that. Hey, like 2023. So, double figures and the new year. It's it's quite impressive. Yep. It is impressive. Mm. Mm. Big year 2023, I think. Good year for e-commerce. Big year, I think. People probably a little bit more settled post-COVID. You know, obviously that last year was a little bit of a. Or you know, comparing numbers to the previous year, and you know, not really knowing where things are going to sit. Whereas this year was sort of. You know, that, that's obviously a little bit of scare in the market and all that sort of stuff um, happening, but, um, you know, more of a normal year-on-year comparison, January, January, so... Um, yeah. Think, yeah. Things haven't slowed. No, that's the interesting thing, yeah. isn't it? I think um, maybe we were a little bit surprised by that also, but like yeah. a lot of our main clients have not really seen the drop-off, you know, obviously, this time of year is really good for particular brands that base their product around... Yeah, transformations and new resolutions and stuff like that so those brands go good regardless but we're seeing with a lot of brands also typically that you know good for gifting and stuff they've continued to work interesting real yeah. well into the new year which has been, been great yeah yeah, yeah. and clearly this is plenty people got plenty of money to spend there's plenty yep. of money out there yep at the moment which is which which is fascinating um so we've, we've got pretty uh, pretty cool topic today this one will be a relatively short episode mm. but we're going to talk about um a specific mer theoretical pnl spreadsheet that we use to both qualify potential partners and help our existing partners forecast mm. a little better at different spend scenarios revenue scenarios MER scenarios um, and, yep. and that sort of thing. Um, so where should, where should we start? Where should we start with this? Um, I think a good place to start is sort of where it came from, I guess, or like what, what made us you know, take up this method in the first place. And, you know, maybe it wasn't necessarily something we did consciously from the start. It was something that we mm. were used to try, you know, tried it with one particular partner to sort of you know, figure what their their um, scenarios would look like at different scales and what the profitability would look like for them if we scaled up and at different sort of MERs and ROADs figures. Um, and then it sort of gradually adapted into something that we're like, okay, this, this really did open their eyes, the brand and our partner's eyes. Mm. Um, and it was something that we were like, okay, cool, we can share this with all our other brands and really get them on the same page because there is often um, both sides a little bit of a I guess, blur between, you know, the agency side, understanding where profitability sits for a partner and sometimes even the other way the partner doesn't necessarily understand, you know, what their paid acquisition channels are really delivering for them at different scales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think... Uh it's 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 an interesting dynamic in the space, right? And I think the majority of, of of you know, it's say e-commerce marketing agencies or digital marketing agencies, uh, you know, don't don't tend to get too involved mm-hmm. with that level level yeah. of forecasting. But you know, but that being said, when iOS hit, everyone over you know about a twelve month period moved to MER, right? Mm. Ecosystem ROAS, yeah. blend ROAS, MER as your target KPI. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And agencies move to that as well. Um, I think where we probably look to take that a little bit deeper is 
we kind of assist them in understanding what their OPEX are, mm. um, their cost of goods, their margins. Yep. And then tying that in with the key metrics that we use like MER. Mm. And then that kind of is something that gives us, that spits us out scenarios that we can then chase at different theoretical profit and loss scenarios, right? So, yep. um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's so many different, so I'm sure we'll cover a lot of different areas, but I think a good place to start with the spready is really understanding where a CPA sits for a brand also. Yeah. Um, I think I'm thinking of a couple of brands off the top of my head that we've been working with that you know, didn't necessarily know, firstly, what their CPA needed to sit out to be profitable generally, and also what their like, end CPA needed to sit out as well. So their new custom customer acquisition cost. Yeah. Um, and by engaging this spreadsheet, chucking their numbers in, you know, every brand's a little bit different. Some, some brands obviously have the POS and the wholesale and they have the, mm-hmm. the different side of their business. So, you know, the OPEX, for example, their operating costs are often combined for online and, and um, wholesale yeah. so yeah. understanding that's the first point and then once we're able to sort of give get an average there of what they're spending in terms of online in terms of costs online we're able to sort of understand a little bit clearer what their cpas needs to sit at to be profitable yeah. you know that's that really helps us understand from our side you know when to kill an ad you know it really goes that deep you know we we know when to kill an ad when to kill an audience and um, what cpas to average at so that we're not overspending on something, thinking, oh yeah, it's gonna come good, you know, say the CPA mm-hmm. is 40 bucks and they really need to be at 30, we're like, oh yeah, 40 looks good because of experience across different accounts, but really if that doesn't make sense to them, there's mm-hmm. no point in running it. So I think that was probably one of the big things for us that came out of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. I think um, in another another component for, for the partner side is, is being able to see what, you know, is seemingly super complex. Yeah into something that is really consumable mm. based on a, a very few key metrics yeah right yeah that everyone can understand mm. you mm-hmm. know so really in that spreadsheet it's, it's, it's super simple you've got your potential ad spend your mer which spits out your revenue outcome mm-hmm. and within that you've also got your opex considered your operating expenses and your margins mm-hmm yeah. And that spits out your theoretical pen out. It really is that simple, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not a complex spreadsheet, spreadsheet to understand. Mm-hmm. Anyone can look at it and go, okay, look, I see what this is implying. And really the most complex thing on there is blended ROAS. Yeah. MER, yeah. which is, is not complex at all. No, no. It's, um, you know, a lot of people struggle with the numbers side of it. So I think it's, all, it's also a nice thing that everyone can consume pretty easily. You know, from the agency side, from you know, be a bigger, a bigger e-commerce business that have maybe a marketing team that don't specialise in numbers. It's something that they can take, hit the numbers into, and understand and consume quite easily. Yeah. Um, and I think another side to it also is um, where brands sit in terms of scale. So, like, it's quite often a conversation for us. We we like to, you know, obviously try and grow our brands as much as possible. Um, and there's often a little bit of, you know scared they're a little bit scared right of what what scale looks like they'd be sat at sort of threshold mm-hmm. and what they're comfortable with in terms of spend mm-hmm. um and from our side we're looking okay there's great numbers in the account there's great mer figures you know we're seeing all the numbers and consuming them are and um and i think sometimes the difficulty is communicating this is what it could look like if we say doubled spend or tripled yeah. spend um and a spreadsheet like this also allows them to consume those numbers and get them a little bit excited about what that looks like you know, so um, I'm looking yeah. at a spreadsheet right now and we've got five different scenarios and we, we'd sort of chuck in a base scenario based off of their true figures, maybe for, you know, December last year, for example. Yeah. 
and then we chuck um, different spend brackets in there. Um, so say they've spent 10k on their base bracket, we'll, we'll chuck a 20k spend in there and a 30k um, spend bracket in there, adjusting MER backwards because we know that when we scale, you know, typically things do come back a little bit in terms of MER. That's just you know naturally the, the way things work. Yeah. Um, but showing them that you know that's not necessarily a bad thing at scale, and mm. actually your profitability, um, your profit still goes up. Um, yeah. those different brackets and different spends and they can come out say well, it's completely hypothetical but say they were at 4 MER at 10, 10k spend if they spent 20k and they were at 3 MER quite often in many scenarios that's a way better situation even at a lower MER at totally. a higher spend yeah yeah, and that's also what the spreadsheet allows right it shows yeah. the incremental increase in spend yeah. the slow drop in MER yeah. but then the incremental increase in P&L Mm. over the different scenarios mm-hmm. i think that's also something that is difficult to hammer home sometimes with partners is getting them to really understand that if we spend more yes mer might drop a little bit but based on your margins and your opex your theoretical pnl is actually stronger mm. i think you know specifically in ecom the the like you're putting i think you're putting um, both the agency and the partner in a difficult position without that holistic approach mm. because no one's going to be happy if the if the brand is losing money yeah right yeah. and if the agency doesn't understand that that's a potential scenario or something that is happening it's going to explode come to a head and it's a terrible scenario for both for both agency and and brand right yeah yeah totally so i think you know this is something that's just going to become a foundation of of ecom marketing agencies moving forward like i just don't see how this can't be critical yeah in a partnership 100 percent, 100 percent. i think it's something that we've realized is critical we need to use it with all clients we do use it with all clients um and you know i can't imagine us not using it now to be honest I, mm. um obviously like you said before ios was probably the big turning point for that yeah. um need for transparency because you know we know that transparency is not perfect at the moment and and you know yeah there's a few things and you know lots of words in space around things getting better and you know obviously we've spoken about attribution platforms in earlier episodes yeah um which all help you know they're all great for us to make choices yeah but really the, the most important thing is is the brand making money off of what we're doing and you know that relationship becomes way stronger for us and for the brand um if we're, we're able to share those numbers and be on the same page hundred percent on that as well um the fact you you mentioned triple well what, what's been fascinating there is we haven't necessarily been using that across all brands as a huge amount as an actually an, an extra attribution platform mm. it's kind of become a centralized hub where you're able to get a really good understanding on blended cpa new customer cpa yeah mer percentage at a glance yeah and almost set kpis based around those metrics yeah. So although I think originally it was really turned to as this attribution solution mm-hmm. and it certainly helps and fills holes. Yeah. Um, although there are some big consistencies between it and Facebook, mm-hmm. you know, no one really knows why. And we're thinking probably um, impression conversions that Triple Whale can't, that yep. can't pick up. Yeah. Um, but what, what's fascinating is that's kind of become a centralized hub to just quickly look at your data. Okay. Are we on target? Are we up? Are we down? Last seven days. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. And using it that way, which is quite fascinating. So, um, yeah. yeah. I think I think what we're doing really and we're doing for our partners is building an artillery to get good results. You know, we're building not a single platform that we rely on solely 
for, for all the data, we're using everything that we, we have to then get them to where they need to be. We're you know, using a spreadsheet like the one we're talking about now to really get a bigger up, bigger picture understanding of where they sit. We use our MER boards to ensure that they're in the right positions daily. Um, and then we use different attribution platforms to ensure that, you know, nothing's getting missed. That we're, you know, if, if like you said, impression tracking is getting missed, then we're seeing that within Facebook. And, you know, if people have opted out on Facebook, then, you know, we're likely to pick up a bit of that on Triple Whale and use the, the yeah, like you said, the gra- greater data pools that it has, um, you know, through their reporting on Triple Whale to, you know, determine NTPA, for example, which is a, a great metric for a lot of brands when they're trying to consider you know, whether they're profitable on their first purchase and, and whether new customers are profitable for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. They're, they're all kind of little levers amongst the overall target, which is MER. Yeah. These are all little components that you take a little bit of everything mm. in certain instances and circumstances, mm. all to move the needle towards your target MER and revenue goal. Yeah. 100%. Right? Yeah. Which I think is... is, is the game's changed a lot in that sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a lot more complex. You have to be a lot, um, a lot more resourceful. Yeah, I think have a lot more knowledge to be great now. Yeah, yeah. Than previously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does take the additional knowledge, the additional understanding of where a business sits um, financially, as as well as you know knowing what ads work for them, what hooks work for them. You know, really good. And there's two ends of that scale, isn't it? There's like the bigger picture, and then there's also the intricate um, understanding of how um, ads work and what's you know what's working at the time, what's working now, what's you know because we've spoken about this also, like what was working today, it's likely tomorrow it might not work, right? So, so it's, yeah, you're right. Like the depth of knowledge is is uh, is crucial. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Awesome, mate. I think that covers it, short and sweet. If if anyone listening wants uh, wants a copy of that spreadsheet um, get in touch with us and we'll, we'll send one over for you thanks mate cheers guys cheers mate